Welcome to the Cult Film Showdown's controversial Saturday morning cartoon series. My name is Jim Cotta. I'll be hosting this little soiree. I am joined by the fabulous Nick Boxer. Yeah, yeah, I can say I'm thankless. Thank you very much. And let him finish his bowl of fruity pebbles. We've got Jack Hall. Jack Hall, you know, and uh, I'm finishing that bowl of fruity pebbles. And I'm uh, at the same time have an itch. And it is where you think it is. (laughs) That's right. Right in the pebbles. Right in the pebbles. (laughs) So uh, having wrapped up our Masters of Horror series, uh, we wanted to try something different, and we knocked around a lot of ideas, and uh, then we decided to come to uh, a 10-episode series on animated shows uh, from the 80s and 90s. Uh, And the concept of this is that there were a lot of weird cartoons uh, made in the 80s and 90s, and a lot of surprising a lot of surprising properties got turned into cartoons that uh, these days you'll see on uh, listicles under they made a cartoon out of what kind of things. Um, and uh, we're starting off this episode with a double. Jack, why don't you tell us what our first Saturday morning cartoons are? First Saturday morning cartoons from uh, I believe it's 1988. Shortly off the heels of uh, of the RoboCop film, they made RoboCop the animated series, and of course, RoboCop the film came out in 1987. Was one of the this is a back in the day when um, action films were as violent as horror movies, as violent and gory as horror movies, which is something that really we don't see much anymore nowadays. If something's gory, odds are it's just in the horror movie genre. But action movies were were very violent, very, very gory. And Robocop is among the most violent and gory of any of them. (laughs) And shortly after, you know, I mean, it became a hit. and A lot of parents looked at it, thought Robocop, hey, it's a cartoon for kids not realizing there was R-rated. And a lot of kids were shown the film. And, of course, they love Robocop because he's basically a, a superhero super cop, right? And uh, so they decided to make this cartoon, and it was part of Marvel's action universe, meaning that Marvel Comics, actually uh, Disney now, uh, owns the rights to this cartoon, though MGM Orion uh, is the owner of the rights to RoboCop. So uh, luckily it doesn't really matter about where it should be streamed because it's as accessible as you could imagine, thanks to it being all on YouTube. And... uh, it's a very interesting, interesting cartoon, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they could figure out the rates long enough to sue you if you wanted to distribute this. <laughs> it is one Amazon of owns it, Disney owns it, everybody owns it. Just put it out there, see who sues you. It's kind of <laughs> It is a curious property, and uh, I think that... This is a great place to start with our context for these shows. Uh, We're VHS era guys, and that's really the sweet spot of these animateds. Uh, It is, they're fully on the 
VHS era. The the thing that you get, as Jack said, you get the movies that that uh, like RoboCop, the parents rent not knowing the content. And then you get the kids with an older brother like I did who who would rent uh, Chuck Norris movies and RoboCop and anything we wanted to see. Took us to see Die Hard in the theater when I was like uh, 13 or something. And but that meant that there was a knowledge of these characters that was different than the R-rated films would have been like 10 years earlier. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's uh, I'm not sure when I first saw Robo. I mean, I think I was 14 when Robocop when it exploded because it came out and kind of, you know, I mean, it, it was it's just not a very large budget film, actually, all things considered, even for the era. And it kind of slowly built momentum. And the thing is, it is it, a film that got very well reviewed despite the violence and the fact that it looks like it may be a kid's movie it's because it's very, it's got this nihilistic, uh, subversive feel to it, you know? And, uh, you know, with a lot of political commentary and stuff like that, too. So, I mean, it worked for adults as well. And uh, it just kind of rolled on. And, and became uh, increasingly popular. But the fact is they must have either known quite quickly that it was going to be a hit with kids or or just greenlit it immediately as soon as it was. Because, I mean, this cartoon was in production pretty quickly after the film came out. Um, I remember sneaking into this sucker. It's responsible for uh, my second ticket for Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish I kept that those ticket stubs. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up. I think I think I do not think he Howard the Duck. I don't think timeline wise. I'm not sure that works out. So I'm going to double check it. Eighty six, eighty seven. I mean, really, in those days, it didn't matter as much because uh, theaters would bring back content much in a way they don't. They just don't sure. do anymore. Uh, especially drive-ins. Uh, I saw Return of the Jedi with a uh, Gary Old uh, Gary Coleman movie that was like three years old or something. Oh, the um, one where he's in a locker. I love that movie. That's the one. It's exactly the one. I can't even remember what it's called, but yes. Uh, we went home. Jedi was first, so we went home about wow, 20 minutes in, and I never saw the rest of it until I was an adult. So yeah, we have those two things, and and also the company who owned the rights to RoboCop, they wanted a PG for the second one. It didn't get it. Um, but as you were they saying, did for the third one, PG 13 for the for, for part three, PG 13. That's right. Um, and and it's my I have a bit in the back of my head that that's one of the reasons Weller left was that they were kind of it wasn't what he signed up for because the original Robocop, it was very political. It was also uh, a parody of that type of violence in film. So it was intentionally over the top. It was intentionally way too much. Um, I think and, it uh, also had to do with the makeup. He never was a fan. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's a, that's a, ter- that's a rough uh, thing to be in for the full shoot. Uh, you, uh, 
I think later they gave him fiberglass, but that first suit was really clunky. Uh, Nick, tell us a bit what happens in uh, in RoboCop's premiere episode. And good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, basically, it, it continues basically where the movie left off, kind of, except everyone who died in the first one is now alive. Um, <laughs> RoboCop is a cop. There is a gang on the loose of uh, the city of New Detroit, uh, the Vandals, who wear very cool Marvel-inspired Punisher t-shirts. <laughs> I love when a gang commits to a you know fashion sense. Yeah. Um, and they're it's actually supplied by a bad guy, uh, a bad guy within the government that really wants to get Ed two oh nine back online. <laughs> or they may have added a number to that uh, thing from from the movie, but he looks exactly the same. Two sixty, I think, was his number. And I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't assume it, matters. it was Ed two oh nine. I don't assume there's forty one in the middle there. Um, and <laughs> the bad guy scheme seems to be supplying street gangs with jet cars <laughs> to force the police to abandon the RoboCop program. <laughs> well, the concept, it doesn't have mastermind written all over it to, from, from my way of thinking. No, it does not. It's The idea is if if the RoboCop is failing because the violence and the crime level is so high that he can't control it, they'll have to take him offline and put the Ed 260 on online. And, and that, but the thing about it is, so they 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 he has this demonstration <laughs> of Ed 260, where he he's like. Well, I've just set it up so he can control the uh, the you know crossing of a bridge or something like that, you know, just like uh, you know everyday, just traffic cop, basically. And uh, one guy does a U-turn, so he decides to shoot it, and then everybody else is starting to panic, and the cars are stopped, and he's like, "You're illegally stopped parking now," and then and he starts just shooting everything, and. <laughs> and and of course, Robocop shows up and calms the situation down. And this megalomaniacal, whatever scientist, instead of going, boy, my robot sure screwed up shooting at people for making a U turn, instead he goes, well, it was Robocop's fault for being competent. <laughs> so I'm tired of him embarrassing me. I got to get rid of him. And I'm like, you take a little responsibility for your own actions here. Like, it's way over the top. I love that that's just where he goes to, though. Like, he just immediately, that it would have been fine had Robocop just stayed out of it. I, I almost had Shooting it. Shooting all these vehicles, there's explosions everywhere. Fine, except for Robocop showing up. <laughs> oh, it's gold. <laughs> and that's the thing is this thing is but I think that they did a pretty good job of maintaining kind of the the bleak atmosphere of the movie and everything like that. And it's I think it's a quite a violent cartoon still. No question about it. But um it's like it is just so over like it just throws things at you at like 
200 miles an hour, assuming you've seen the movie so you can follow some of the plot. And if you haven't <laughs> seen the movie, good luck. I and, think that was and, sort of the problem with this. It was way too loyal. Um, I got really confused and went into a panic before this. I, I didn't end up watching this one till early this morning. And um, I all of a sudden, because I had watched a couple toy commercials just to, you know, get myself hyped up for this cinematic experience I was expecting. And the toy line to this cartoon was RoboCop and the, I think it was Cyber Police. Ultra Police. Ultra Police. Got that there are no ultra police in any uh, police in any <laughs> of these episodes. No. no, there is not. No, it's something. And the toy line also I... included characters that aren't in the cartoon but are in the movie. But all the bad guys also have the vandals T-shirts in the toy line. So I was sort of <laughs> thinking there may be another cartoon, a third cartoon to go find. No, I think these are. I'm just looking at the image myself. I'll put this up uh, with the uh, show notes. Uh, I think those are the chainsaw and nitro. Those are those were vandals in the show, weren't they? Doctor McNamara. McNamara is the is the ongoing bad guy in the series because he's the guy that built the Ed 260. I I was more concerned about the new uh, the new uh, 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 good guys. Well, and Lewis. Um, is in there, Sergeant. I don't remember who Sergeant Reed was if they were if he was introduced in this first one. Uh, it's hard to tell who the good guy, the goodies, and the baddies are on this page. <laughs> there are a bunch of other characters. You're right, and I don't know when those come into play. Maybe it was planned for season two. I mean, they only did twelve episodes, and uh, you know, so that's that's possible. It was planned for further further down the line. I mean, that's one of the things about the, I mean, if you're tying in a cartoon to a, a toy line, the need to constantly come up with new characters so that you can sell more toys is, you know, prevalent, right? So uh-huh. it's one of the, this is very, one of the things that really struck me about this thing is the voice acting though, because like more than most, like, I mean, 80s voice acting is, is in these Saturday morning cartoons is always very well cartoonish for a better voice, but this one is over the top. Every character, <laughs> like they could ask the character, "Do you know what time it is?" and the character would answer, "You know, it's nine twenty for no reason at all." <laughs> like you know, like every character's cartoon voice was really, really over the top and really hit me as as being uh, unnecessary. I, I mean, it, I think it worked better um, than uh, Alpha Command for that exact reason. Um, it wasn't boring. I, I quite enjoyed <laughs> it. The series. Um, it, uh, as I said, it was the one I watched last. And I was really kind of expecting it to be the worst of the bunch because it had such a low number of episodes. It was first, it was canceled first, and I thought it would be a quality issue. But in a lot of ways, it was much superior to Alpha Command in my my estimation of things. Plus, I mean, it did get a couple bonus points because the toy line did have cap firing action. <laughs> oh, is that, that's amazing. Oh, that's amazing. 
I do have a vague memory of that RoboCop. I might have had the RoboCop from that line, or maybe my brother did. Uh, that Ed 260. Oh, God. I can't imagine what that goes for on eBay now, but I, that that's a thing to put on your uh, on your desk at work. That's amazing. Uh, according to all my YouTube reviews that I looked up, uh, they can't. They don't use modern caps. They're supposedly caps of that era were a little thicker. Yeah. So you'd have to also find a source of vintage caps. Mm. To, so it would have been the paper ones, was it? Yeah, it was the paper yeah. ones, which I have still found. <laughs> You're almost there to put a put your. How many ultra plates have you ordered since this morning? <laughs> yeah, I I decided I was skipping them. The detail just wasn't there. All right, do we have um, anything else to say about this one? I I did no, want to ask you guys whether you thought okay. the Punisher T-shirts on the Vandals, the bad guys in this game. Do you think that was that was on purpose? Or just a coincidence that Marvel Productions was. I didn't doing... notice, to be honest with you. I didn't notice at all. I mean, I saw the res I saw the resemblance, but I. I mean, to me, Marvel would have been the opposite of wanting that. Because yeah, that, I mean, like, it was Mar Marvel Productions making the show, so. Well, so I mean, if they thought it was too much if it looked too much like um like punisher but because at that point they were transitioning punisher into like an anti-hero character yeah um, no i just i just thought yeah. it was uh, whether they were going for some sort of subliminal thing to get this symbol into kids heads before mm. because it, that's the same year as circle of blood the revamp of uh punisher i just thought yeah uh well, it's funny because looking at the toy, there is like only one of them has that. Maybe two of them have that skull symbol on their shirt. Uh, but it, the one in the cartoon looks less like that because uh, it has like jagged lines or something through it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Although well, so, skull yeah, is more of a heart shape and yeah, a crack going down the middle. But I mean, it does have the the teeth coming down hmm. I, it was similar yeah. anyway i just thought it was kind of curious that yeah. you have this convergence from marvel at that time we were maybe just it could be intentional and it could be that just everyone was really into skulls in the mid 80s mm -hmm. <laughs> that was how you said scary all right well so this is interesting I'd, I'd be interested to see more of this one because it it was quite a bit of fun it uh and it had that G.I. Joe animated tone to it uh, with lots and lots of lasers, colored lasers <laughs> oh. that, that could stun a person or explode a car, depending on what it hit. And I appreciated the addition of the one red eye in the, mid, the middle of RoboCop's head. Um, it give, gave new credits to my RoboCop kit, um, Battlestar Galactica Cinematic Universe um, <laughs> theory. Um, yeah, they added that in for no reason that I, other than that. Oh, well, it looked really stupid, but I kind of. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's not in the movies. Um, I I do wonder at the very beginning 
there's a gang of four that attack the uh, some place, and uh, they set a bomb, and then Robocop comes through, and then later Robocop gets blamed for the fact they wouldn't have set a bomb if Robocop hadn't come through, but it was already set, and uh, <laughs> and he walks out with three members of the gang. There was one member he shot. I was trying to figure out whether or not that means that this one, this fourth member was actually killed. <laughs> Am I reading too much into this? Do you think they just continuity-wise forgot how many characters they had? <laughs> that uh, I think could be A, could be B. It could be could be that they were trying to slip through that he still killed people, but like you'd have to read into it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think oh. you're giving way too much credit to uh, <laughs> the animators of the. They were lucky to keep track of any of the animations they were reusing and not. <laughs> The numbers of a game that don't matter in this era. Do we? Uh, do we have uh, who did the production of? It was Marvel Productions that did the series itself? Was it like there was no outside? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thirteenth episode is actually X Men uh, uh, Pride of the uh, Pride of the X Men, the pilot. Oh, no. They they did yeah they used the thirteenth episode they used the money instead of to make an episode to make a pilot for X Men. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> It is amazing when you think about it. Oh, There's only 12 episodes, but there were 13 that they produced. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, All right. that's truly amazing. Let's move on to Alpha Commando. All right. Um, so having having done 12 episodes of Robocop in 1988. Uh, in 1998, the powers that Bree said, you know what would be an interesting idea? A Robocop animated series and a bunch of toys. Jack, what uh, tell us a bit about this one. Alpha Commando. Yeah, as you say, it came out in, in 98, 99. Um, it lasted 40 episodes. It It's a um, very different take on RoboCop, <laughs> I think it's fair to say. Uh, it's not, it doesn't follow the movies. It doesn't follow, at this point, the syndicated um, live action series that had been on television. It's its, its own thing. Uh, for good or for bad, um, you know, it was uh, uh, produced by the Summit Media Group, and it, uh, uh, I don't really know what to say about it, because <laughs> it's like Robocop in name only, <laughs> you know? Like, I, I think how much you enjoy this one might be tied distinctly into how um big a fan you are of robocop i think if you're not a big fan of robocop you could just watch this and enjoy this i think if you're uh, a uh diehard robocop fan you'll watch this and feel like they they uh shit on your childhood <laughs> well this this one reminded me a lot of a bunch of different comics that came out um you know because this this was uh just before the millennium so there was a lot for those 10 or 15 years of someone thrown into the distant future of the 21st century. Uh, oh, yeah. and, and I laughed so hard when this, this series started in 98. Um, has Robocop thrown, uh, reawakened in the distant future of uh, 2020, I believe it is. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> Only for the pilot episode, it changes to 2030. Oh, that doesn't uh, yes, make it does. Yeah, that makes more that sense. That doesn't make any sense. And, and and we didn't get to it, but later on, he meets his kid in the future, and his kid is still 10 years old. So maybe <laughs> continuity How, may have been a little loose. 
was he only asleep for like a year or so? Like, what was like? They don't. They, uh, the, his wife and uh, son also changed names, although that is, <laughs> that is explained in episode nine, as they had to get they had oh. to uh, go in the go witness production program or something <laughs> like that. Because the guy insists on using his real name. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty um, loose with the comedy. <laughs> Actually, Sorry, you know what? Let's let Nick tell his, tell everybody what happens in this one. Because this one is part one of three. So it's a three. I watched two and a half of the three. <laughs> and I, uh, I watched, unfortunately, all three. Um, I, I was really excited for this. Um, I was going to watch them before this was even mentioned. And it, they were in my queue. And uh, anime-inspired uh, anime, anime inspired Robocop. It was looking good. I was excited. So what happens in this one is, um, yeah, we are in the far future of 2020 or 2030, depending on which episode we're watching. This takes place in New New, uh, New Detroit. New Detroit, and there's also New Detroit Convention Center or... Uh, it's really murky what's going on. You have the old new new Detroit, and you have the new new Detroit, which is a utopian United Nations complex. I was really confused by that. And the cops are really concerned that this one nation's leader of this new country is coming to visit, and It'll destabilize the entire world if he is killed, and they just don't want it happening on their turf. <laughs> so they decide to re-resurrect after five years, uh, Robocop, just to make things go smoothly. And a terrorist organization shows up and tries to kill him, and shenanigans happen. It doesn't matter. <laughs> It's RoboCop. There's good robots <laughs> and there's bad robots, and everyone's confused. And RoboCop, RoboCop gets a whole bunch of neat attachments to his arm and his backpack. Yeah, he's essentially Inspector Gadget meets RoboCop <laughs> at this point. Like he's got like he's got. Uh, I mean, we, I don't, again, later on you see it, but. Uh, from what I understand, he's got like rollerblades on his on his boots, and uh, you know, popping out of his boots, and like he's saying glue that he can shoot, and nets he can shoot, and all sorts of stuff out of his arms, and like, yeah, he's he's not. This is not your father's Robocop. <laughs> this, this is this is your Robocop. If this is a whole new generation, and uh, let me tell you something. They went out of their way to give this RoboCop personality because that's one thing. Is the RoboCop in the movies is very I am here is my prime directive, blah blah blah, protect the innocent, blah blah blah. And you know, and that was the case for the last RoboCop, the animated series. In this one, he suits people up to the wall and then he says stick around and things like that. Like he like <laughs> like he's Arnold Schwarzenegger in in you know dropping lines like clever lines like like he was doing in his movies at the time so i mean it's 
yeah, it's it's Robocop with personality in a alternate timeline future <laughs> with uh, two characters that were in the original movie and none of them, two minor characters are in the original movie now showing up. And it's like super confusing. <laughs> uh, when you say two minor characters, you, you mean the police chief and Robocop himself? Yeah, I think so. I think okay. so. No, I, I was, I, for a second there, I thought you were thinking I think his partner. There's a villain that shows up later on that is, you know, was a minor character. Um, yeah, it's like the police chief is probably the most minor character. Like, it's, I, I don't really, like, I really was looking forward to this one, too. Because I heard somebody say a while back that this one was really good. But it's, it's again, I, I, I don't know. It's like if the other one was too close to Robocop, this one is too far. I mean, the fact that you got rid of, I mean, he still has a female partner, but it's not the same partner. It's a completely different character. I'm like, why? Like, why? Yeah, I mean, it was, I was even unclear of who they were working for. Because mm. she's, CIA, I think. But during their off time, when they're not working for the CIA, they're cops. Uh, that that is what that that's where they end up at the end of the third episode is that uh, Division Alpha, who she, who she works for, and she talks to a computer screen that has a fuzzed out face on it. He has the line, "We're only human, after all," and and that implying that he's not, that he's sinister mm. behind the scenes. Mm. So yeah, the, the the end of the third episode, uh, she's assigned to stay with RoboCop, and her cover is that she is uh, going to work for the police when she's not on a Division Alpha. Basically, like she's on loan. I don't know that it's undercover so much as like on loan to the uh, New Detroit Police. Yeah, because he's called. Don't they make the the reference? He's he's RoboCop, not RoboFed. Yeah, that was a good line, RoboFed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it moves. It's got lots of action, but it's it's just they could have created any generic character, and, and the fact they threw in RoboCop to do it is, I guess, that's for the name recognition. All right. Well, I I guess both of these RoboCops we found on uh, YouTube. And I think the whole se- Alpha Command, the whole series is there. I'm not sure about uh, the I believe it's both both are there. there, the full series. Nice. Uh, so yeah, give these give these a look. Um, quite a few of the series we'll be doing um, are on uh, YouTube. A couple of them are available on Tubi. There was only one we had to dig a little deeper for. So hopefully people will be able to watch ahead as they listen to these episodes. I will say Alpha Command. I did find a legitimate source on Roku TV, if hmm. that helps. I'm, I'm sure it helps someone, yeah. Uh, we have to recommend Alpha Commando in order to be able to do that. <laughs> you know. uh, it's 40 and, and episodes, think, though. Yeah, still uh, a day's watching. <laughs> I don't know if I'd recommend it to be. I, 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 the first one I, I think is a curiosity to check out. The second one, I don't think I'd recommend. I, I am curious how 
much does this make you want to, like, when's the last time you guys watched the Robocop film series? And how much does this make you want to go back and watch them again? It hasn't been that long for me, actually, because they all showed up on Tubi. Um, They kind of come and go from Tubi. So I I watched the three, but I've never watched the TV show. Um, And the third one is, it's terrible. Um, Awful. uh, Awful. I think um, the second one is also awful. So, <laughs> second one is fun, awful though. Third one is just awful, awful. At least the second one's still Peter Weller. Like it's still got that. Like I always love Peter Weller, and um, because of this, really, like this is the movie I know Peter Weller from <laughs> as a kid. Um, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> you know, Leviathan came out. I'm like, hey, that's this guy plays Robocop. Um, and. Uh, so yeah, it hasn't been that long for me. What and uh, Jack, how long for you? Uh, well, it's been about a dozen years since I've watched them. And uh, again, I'm kind of like Alpha Commando. I watched the first two and made it halfway through the part three. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I'm really curious to go back and watch the first two again. Uh, I, I I don't know. I could subject myself to watching part three a bit. But I'm very likely to go and watch the uh, the first couple uh, Robocops again. I'm not likely to watch Robocop 2014 because that's just disappointed. <laughs> there's I, a Canadian one, I, and then there's an American one, and then there's something called Prime Directive, which I think is just a series of made-for-TV movies. That sounds right. That sounds right. I'm not just I'm not anxious to go and watch any of those. I'll just watch the first two films. <laughs> but I, I likely will watch them. How long it is time for him there? to cross over with somebody though? Because as I said, oh, right. I am all in on this Knight Rider Robocop Battlestar Galactica uh crossover. So Well the Terminator the Terminator Robocop you know, I mean that that road itself is as far as the comic book is concerned. I'd like to see it move. Yeah, it's funny. The RoboCop movie takes place in 2043. And for, I I don't know what reason you would backtrack a date from the future. Because <laughs> I think they hadn't seen the movies. I'm pretty is- sure they the commandos, they hadn't seen the movies. They just knew the character from Reputation. Uh, it does seem... Uh, it seems more uh, toy heavy. Uh, Nick, did you uh, do you have anything about the toys you can tell us? That- um, for a prime directive, no. Actually, from what I can see, most of the toys were his rejuvenation chamber uh, gimmicks. Oh, okay. Um, I can find none of the bad guys. The dark uh, terrorist group. <laughs> um, which I thought was is just kind of weird. Like, <laughs> I mean, you have got a character that has, like, you know, detachable wings now, and I don't know, Gatling gun arms, and they don't seem to have that many toys for it. I for forty episodes, it was planned for a long enough run. There should have been more toys, from what I can see. <laughs> Yeah, and they're saw, bad yeah, toys. They all have like really weird pants. 
Like, <laughs> Robocop should not have blue, uh, blue lower, uh, lower body. Yeah, he's like a more of a metallic blue than he is uh, silver. On uh, well, the one I'm looking at is only a test. So, oh, it was it was a talking Robocop. How about that? That's uh. When you got all those clever, uh, when you got all those clever lines like you know that those Arnold Schwarzenegger inspired lines, you don't want to miss out on an opportunity <laughs> to put those out there. That's for damn sure. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, not. I'm I'm still more excited about the 1988 Robocop toys, um, and uh, we should set up a. An eBay shop for someone wants to buy us a Robocop toy. <laughs> that would be great. I do love the the rejuvenation. Uh, uh, cryostasis. Like, what what was the gameplay for that thing? <laughs> like, all right, wake Robocop up again. <laughs> you know, for kids. <laughs> kids. Oh, you can set your own secret code. Nice. Nice. So if you didn't want someone getting your Robocop, they would have to take the entire small plastic box. <laughs> Which they probably would do anyways. All right. Well, this was this has been uh, neat, neat to look at these. I did watch all three of Alpha Commando. Uh, I'm, I'm good there, um, but I'm going to go look at the other uh, 1988 ones, at least one more, get a feel for it. And the next thing we'll be looking at uh, is one of the ones that if you've ever come across one of those listicles of of uh, weird things that have uh, weird IP that they made a cartoon from, uh, this will be top of top of every list. Uh, we are going to look at uh, the 1986 Rambo cartoon, uh, and it was it was Rambo without a subtitle too, wasn't it? It was just Rambo. It was a it was the first. It was just Rambo for the first five episodes, which were like a little mini series type thing, like mm. just a a kind of a tryout and then it became it was actually not a saturday morning cartoon it was a daily cartoon and they oh, used wow. to do those daily cartoons like the he-man was a daily cartoon for instance so All it was right. a daily cartoon they could do 60 episodes overall it was uh known yes as uh um but if you look at episode one the title card does say rambo the force of freedom All right. <clears throat> All right, well, that's, that's what we're going to talk about. We'll uh, we'll have Jack repeat all of that at the beginning of the next one. <laughs> uh, so we are the Cult Film Showdown. Uh, we are on Instagram, and you can support us on Patreon, and you can subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Uh, and we are sponsored by We Talk Podcasts. WeTalkPodcast.com has tons of our content, including the Octagon, so search for the ultimate B-movie. And uh, they ongoing. have... Ongoing. <laughs> temporarily suspended until there's more vintage movies. Uh, <laughs> we, need to, we need to wait until there's another crop of vintage movies that uh, you know early 2000s can start being called vintage. Uh, <laughs> and change our parameters that they include uh we start bringing in more directed dvd movies and we talk podcasts have a facebook and they have a twitter and you can keep up with everything that's going on on that site there's a lot of great stuff and i will say robocop 
uh, Alpha Commando best theme song. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know how many lines you're allowed to say before you have to pay royalties, but uh, I think it's limited to three. So the lines are Robocop, uh, Robocop, Robocop. <laughs> Damn, that was good. Robocop. <laughs> All right. Well, now you said it. Well, one, I was starting a new quote. Like that was, I went back to the original line. Um, All right. Well, I'll let our lawyers know. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll have to trim one of those out just for legal purposes. All right. We'll talk to you next time.